Howdy, y'all. Hi, I'm Leslie. I'm Lori. Welcome, Welcome to, to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And we are back in the closet studio today. Both of us in the same place. I know. I don't know if we told anybody that in the past, but I was out of town for five weeks. And so now we're back in the closet, our sumo studio. That's right. A.K.A. This mom week. and dad's closet. That's right. And this week we are talking about slow risers to the top. That's right. If you're slow wondering what that means, risers. we'll find out. That's right. But first I want to say bingo's coming out. By the time this episode goes live, we should have 500 cards out there and available for you to pick up and join us in Sumo Bingo. Happens every Basho. It's super fun way to engage with Sumo, especially if you're brand new to the sport. It helps you learn all the wrestlers. Anyway, you get a card, you play Bingo. Once you get a row of like five across, up, down, diagonal of the same kind of Bingo, Anyway, if you want to know more, check out our website right. and go get yourself a card. That's right. It's pretty simple, but we've had many people ask us the basics of bingo. And Surprisingly. Uh, surprisingly. <laughs> I thought it was just a universal game across the world, but yeah. apparently not. Apparently but not. Go to sumokaboom.com and you can find the bingo rules there. Yeah. And, and big uh, thank you to Big Sumo Fan who yes. provides many of our prizes. Mm -hmm. And big thank you to Leslie, who also provides That's some of right. our prizes. I'm back in town and ready to jam. That is so ready to jam. I don't know what I'm going to make jam of, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So it'll be, it should be coming your way if you happen to win. Oh, I want to give a little shout out. Thank you to whoever our nice person was. I won't reveal their name because they may not want their name revealed, but someone sent the most adorable little sumo kyokai fan club bag to us and <laughs> us well in quotations it's to leslie well well <laughs> it's most likely for us but only one person can use the bag but i will gladly share but i maybe i'm just the one who had the address but thank you the whoever our kind person is who shall not be named it's a um, cute bag it's adorable and i fully intend on putting little things in it and walking all around town just and like okay. shogai has when, this little purse yes when i go to japan i'm gonna buy my own little sumo <laughs> sumo bag and so then we can have matching bags that's right well if we get over there sooner or later we're putting it out there to the world we need to get over that uh, over there to japan to see some sumo in person unfortunately but fortunately Laurie and i keep working march next May year is looking good maybe i mean i could go in november but i just gotta I get okay she can't go in november yeah, but but Maybe January, January, maybe March. Maybe. Yeah. But that means one of us is not going to be, both of us have to not be working. Anyway, yeah. long story short, it's hard for us to get over there. But I don't know, maybe if, for instance, one of the wrestlers wants an American girlfriend. Call us up. Call us up. Fly me over. And you can wine and dine me and I will be your girlfriend for a week if I just get to watch you a sumo. And then, yeah, but. I do have to explain that to my boyfriend, so it does get tricky. But anyway, I'm I'm open for all offers, especially from any single sumo wrestlers. There you go. I guess it's time for a news flash. Don't know if you heard this. Maysay is now a movie star. Did yes, you know that? Yes, I did. He is in a movie called 
Hello, mother. Mm-hmm. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Oh, I, see, I thought Greetings maybe it was from a camp. Hiawatha horror movie because that sounds like oh, a horror. Hello, movie. mother. Yes, doesn't it? No, uh, he apparently just plays a rikishi who is in a store buying a pair of tabi, which are like those little uh, hoof 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 socks. You know, the little part they they're like dissected or bisected little yeah. sockies yeah, that cute. are adorable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how comfortable they are to wear. They must but be super comfortable. My guess. But he plays a guy in a store buying a rikishi buying tabby socks. So that's bit much bigger than anything I've ever done. I'm hoping that they're going to have a scene with him at the counter speaking to the person selling the socks because he has that he has lovely, deep, deep yeah. voice he has a velvet. that all the women are just yeah. crazy for over there. He has there. a velvety sort of voice. It's someone's like saying something like, extra large, please. <laughs> I don't know. He might have small feet. We'll see. I don't know. He says, though, it's a good movie, but he'd like every he'd like everyone to see it, but he'd prefer to be known for his sumo, not for his movie stardom. Okay, I get it. I don't know how big this scene is, but at least he didn't make the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know, he says, um, if possible, please go and see the movie. He has not seen it other than in the stable, but he would he had a private copy. Oh, he did? He, yeah. And he said it was good, but... You know, he would encourage people to go out to the movie theater and see Hello, Mother. If he got a private copy, it's a bigger role than I assumed. Like, if it's big enough for them to be like, here's your very own copy, (laughs) then he's got some lines. I imagine it has to be. They called him up and they were like, we need a Rikishi. And we need a good one who's going to be good in this. Yeah. we did, He didn't audition. It's not like Macy's going through casting for exactly. Yeah, every day going, I'm submitting for this. Right. I'm 6'1". <laughs> uh, I'm such and such pounds. Here's my I am available, <laughs> but only after about 3 p.m. every day. <laughs> well, anyway, check out the movie. Hakuoho. our monster of Rewa, yeah. has had surgery on his left shoulder. On August 31st. So he is clearly going to be out of the Aki tournament. He is out and he and Miyagano Oyakata, a.k.a. Hakuho, has been very, very verbal about all of this. And both of the men are like, yeah, he he had another he had uh, surgery on the other shoulder. Remember we talked about oh, that. Oh, it was the other shoulder. Well, before he joined Sumo, yes. he had surgery, and then he was like, I'm going to heal, and then I'm going to join yeah, Sumo. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God, because, he's a transformer now. Yes. He's got both shoulders. Well, Hakaho had said, and this is kind of loosely translated, basically, his shoulders, I, I guess, have really small sockets or joints. <laughs> I don't know. They say, <laughs> Sorry, he said it's like really tiny <laughs> shoulder joints. <laughs> Some of us were blessed with big joints and some of us were not. That just seems like such an excuse. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so- but it said, here's the translation. Small shoulder sockets. I, just, I can't I fit my large muscles upon um, my yeah. small shoulder sockets. Well, it also, this is a terrible translation. It says the bones are chipped off. So oh, I don't ouch. know if he had in these sockets through overuse yeah. just chipped away at the cartilage or whatever the deal is. But he had the same surgeon work on the other shoulder, which the other one has not given him any issues. That's so great. he is fully prepared. And Miyagano Oyakata has also said the same. He'll fall down. He'll He's going to probably yeah. have to take at least six months off. Well, He'll fall down to Makushita, but he says the main goal is for him to become a Yokozuna. He does not care about 
being a Maegashira wrestler, he cares about becoming his dream, which is a Yokozuna. So he's like, I will take gladly six months out. I will happily come back in time, just completely healed so that I can go for my dream. So it's good. He's young and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll rebound quickly. Well, the shoulder is a delicate joint. That's right. And when you have tiny joints, you got to do something about it. That's when you're right. that, when you're when the you're monster of Rewa. Mm-hmm. Also, Hakaku Oyakata, formerly known as Hokuto Umi, uh, Yokozuna, from many years ago, he had his kanreki, Doyo Iri, which is his basically his 60th birthday. And he got all dressed up in his beautiful red um, uh, Tsuna, uh, or the, mm-hmm. the belt, the Yokozuna belt. And he did a doyo iri, and his is the unru style. So he did that actually after what I'm about to tell you about the uh, the keiko, the YDC keiko, joint keiko. It was to celebrate his 60th birthday, and he looked great in his red belt. He did. And his attendants were Okinaumi and Hokuto Fuji. So this is also the 30th anniversary of his stable. So he has had 105 disciples through those years, and many of them were in the attendant, were were in the audience. So it was over 4,000 people, and uh, it was very successful. So I have not seen the videos of it yet. It said maybe he did the first one good, and the second one he slipped a little, but I did not. I haven't seen anything. It's in our Instagram. Thank you to our listeners for sending us a copy of this. It's in our Instagram. Awesome, and it's a great video. He looks great. That's fun. But prior to that event at the Kokogi Con, the big event of the weekend was the Keiko Soken, is what it's called, which is basically a joint or a group exercise workout. And it is for the benefit of the YDC. So in the past, they have it, they have it regularly, mm-hmm. but this is the first time in four years that it was open to the public. So oh. this had over 4,000 people there because I think Hakaku's, uh, Retirement. Retirement coincided with this. It was intentional, I think. I got, sorry, it's not a retirement. That was my bad. Not retirement, but his 60th. his 60th birthday. He has to retire in five years, but he's got a little bit more yeah. gas in the tank. Yeah. But anyway, so over 4,000 people came out, and it's a free event for the public. The last time they did one was four years ago. And I kind of look back at the history of these kind of events and... From what I gather from what this is, you've seen the videos of this. It happens before every tournament. It's just all the guys, all in white belts. They're all just clamoring for a spot to fight whoever, and they're quite aggressive for it. And there's usually like a large like riser area of Mm -hmm. a bunch of guys in suits. (laughs) And that is the YDC plus top members of the the NSK or the JSA, all the wrestlers and the coaches. But it's basically to observe and to kind of comment on the state of a Yokozuna and also to check the progress of everyone else and who is most likely to perhaps become a Yokozuna in the future. Hmm. So they kind of go all about, go, go all in on this to parade about. But what I found interesting in some of the other... Uh, articles I read um, from years past, some of these past years, they've had 8,000 people at the Kokogi Con to see this. wow. And it starts at 7.30 in the morning. People get there at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning to get in line to get in to see this thing. Because I think it's open seating. You can probably sit wherever you want. But um, I don't know. I might be making that up. Um, It's true Leslie fashion. But anyway... (laughs) 
this year held in public and it was successful. And so the YDC though, afterwards, and even sometimes during these things, the um, coaches and JSA chairman will comment and it's very public. It is very open for everyone to hear and comment on. The YDC chairman often says afterwards, like what they think of the wrestlers and they can be brutal. It's like American Idol or it's like a it, for, Simon Cowell. Yeah. It's like everyone's yes. Simon Cowell. Yes. Yeah. But that's the YDC, the Yokozuna Deliberation Council chairman. He will also be like, Takakesha look like crap. This is from some of the ones in the past. Kisino Sato basically looked terrible. This uh, other guy looked really, really good. He's looking like he... And this time around, I think they, in a nutshell, said that Kiribayama or Kirishima was the one most likely to look like he's mm. possible for... Yokozuna. Uh, Yokozuna. The only one that they really saw was closest to. Remind me, th they didn't say very nice things about Tara no Fuji, did they? No, they, well, I think overall what I've seen in, seeing in the papers and what people have said about Tara no Fuji is he has said, my knees are better, but my back is still crap. Yeah. And so the Yokozunas can go to these things, um, but they don't necessarily... <laughs> They don't have to perform. They want to if they're healthy, but it's also a chance for them to get hurt. So in the past, like uh, Hakaho was admonished in front of everyone because he showed up to the the Soken and then he wasn't fighting or lending his chest to anyone. And he was injured. That's why. Yeah. And then Hakaku, the chairman of the JSA, yelled at him, get out there, you know, and basically mm. let me see you fight. Yeah. And so Hakaho chose Shodai, an easy opponent at that time, to spar with. Yeah. And Hakaku and the YDC wanted to see him up against an Ozeki. And he was like, I don't thanks, care. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. So, and and I think that maybe the same case with Ted and Fuji is like, he doesn't, he's a Yokozuna. He's always going to hear pressure from them. And okay. they're just this outside board of, you know, business executives who have strong opinions. So he showed up, but I'm sure... Like in that fashion, they want him to perform and perform at his best, but he's injured. So why would he yeah. just to show off? But they want to see the state of the Yokozuna. They want to see the state of everyone coming up and how good they're looking. Okay. So. And there are women on this board. Yes. I do. I do want to say yes. I saw a photo and there are some women on that sort of riser table. Which yeah. I was and delighted they've got their see. pad and their pen and they're writing down yeah. notes. Yeah. We have joked that it's <laughs> Oprah Winfrey on that board. I wish it was. You get a car. You yep. get a car. You become a Yokozuna. You become a Yokozuna. But um, anyway, I thought that was really interesting, though, that oftentimes afterwards just they spill the tea on who, on yeah. who, on everyone and let everyone know how they feel about everyone's performance. So, and I imagine some people take it seriously and some don't. Hmm. Um, but anyway, kind of interesting, right? Yep. Yep. Very interesting. And during that soak in or the, the joint Keiko practice um, with the YDC, Nishikigi was there. Yeah. And we have... We have some injuries going around, but he was doing Scotty, and he unfortunately hurt his right calf. And so this, he's going to be making his debut at Sanyaku. So he was quoted as saying, I think I pulled a muscle. <laughs> I was doing really well today until now this, and he was feeling pretty bummed out. 
And so he was giving it his all and it's just kind of like sad. But he said he's planning on being there for the tournament and going all out and getting his kachikoshi. So I hope that. But that happens. But for the sake of this episode, we wanted to talk about slow risers and nishikigi. Because nishikigi is a slow riser. Yes. And we love slow risers. What does that mean? Perhaps we should go into our main portion of our podcast Let's now. Let's do. I think all of us this last tournament were really charmed by Nishikigi. More that, like, how was he there? And how was he competing? And he was in the mix. Like, he was in the lead. And everyone's like, Nishikigi? He's just kind of been around and competing, but he's mm-hmm. not like high up in the ranks. And boy, this last time something clicked. And so slow riser means he is basically the the, the Japanese love to have precedence. They like to know who, who has the record for this, the longest and the slowest. And apparently Nishikigi as the third slowest rise up to Sanyaku, <laughs> in which made us laugh. We're like... They do a list for every possible, like, mm-hmm. pathetic thing that anything <laughs> could could be counted. Uh, anyway, but I thought the third slowest. So I thought we'd just remind you, we have an episode that we did a little special on Nishikigi, about Nishikigi, and I'm going to tell you about one other guy who was even slower. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> figured why not yeah and then there's somebody even slower than this guy and sadly i could find nothing about him they didn't write about him well they don't they don't like publish here here are all the lists they just tell you this is the slowest rise in history but i was like where's the book that has all the pathetic (laughs) stats that you'd care that's the sumo database i i looked i tried to query i tried to be like who has the slowest i was like how could you figure out who has the slowest rise to sanyaku so I don't know if it's in the big book of sumo somewhere kept. Oh, yeah. A, but it wasn't. Or maybe as, we'll call the Grand Sumo Breakdown guys and see if they can help go, us with that. Tell carry. me who else was <laughs> even slower, slower than Nishikigi and this other guy yeah. in the two position. So Nishikigi joined sumo in 2006 and he made his upper division debut nine years later in mm-hmm. <laughs> 2015. I, I get it. I mean, that's why we're doing this is because... I am also, I'm a slow learner. I'm not saying he's a slow learner. It's just some people get things quick, right? He's no monster of Rewa. He did not come on he's the scene. Sleeper. Exactly. He's a sleeper. Exactly. But, but it's like the tortoise and the hare. You yeah. know, the tortoise wins the race, yeah. you know? And so why not celebrate those people in, all over the world and everything they do? Yes. That they just come to things later. Yeah. Because we all identify with that. He spent two years in each lower division and hung out in Makushita for actually five to six years. Wow. Yeah. No, but it really does take a lot, though, to not be completely defeated and be like, no, I have this dream. Like, you want to talk about mental stability, that has to take an incredible amount of drive. You know how many guys quit before they get to that point? Yeah. Yeah. Makushita, you're not making any money, you know? he was there for five Five years. Five to six years. Wow. I'm guessing he has gained skill and strength because he's gotten bigger, obviously, along the way. Mm-hmm. He spent five years in Makauchi, though languishing. Once he finally got up there, he languished 
for like five years at the bottom of Makauchi. Okay. He's 33 right now. Okay. He finally moved, not not completely at the bottom. He he had moved himself, mostly he was at the bottom. He had moved himself up a little bit to the top. And 2019, he had all Makikoshi records that send him back oh. to Jurio for a couple of years. Then he was actually kind of turning in like mostly losing records. So if you look at his records, they're not... <laughs> They're not great. They're like my SAT scores. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not the best. Okay. <laughs> but this was a lot of this was during kind of the COVID years and it could have been injury, but it could have also just been, you know, what that was like for the wrestlers to all of a sudden not have the normal schedule and the sickness and being locked down. Like who knows how all of that affected him, but that was all of 2021. But he um, he did come back again, and he got mostly winning records after he came back up into Makauchi. And he's been hovering in the upper ranks now, mostly turning in Kachikoshi records. Okay, since so since 2021. So I guess that happens to a lot of guys. They they move yeah. up the ranks, then they figure out low Makauchi is not for them. Sometimes they just slide back down, and never come back. And some guys continue to get better hanging out at the top of Jurio and make their way back in. True. And I'm sure you all, if you've just started watching Sumo, then you have seen in this last tournament how he was able to turn it on. He got an outstanding um, outstanding prize. He got a Kimboshi. He has two Kimboshis, uh, Tadanofuji and Kakaru, actually. He won a Makushida and a Jurio championship. So he's not nobody. He's doing pretty good. He's just yeah. kind of unassuming. But it's taken him 103 tournaments to get to Sanyaku. There's wow. six tournaments a year. Wow. 103. That's and, an incredible stat. I mean. Well, and so many men don't ever get there. No. I mean, what drive and what yeah. drive does he have? And one thing you can, you should kind of remember is if you're not watching the backstage interviews, the man is really low vision. Yes. So you could, I mean, there's, it's quite possible that some of this you could attribute to that. He doesn't wear contacts. I've never understood why these guys don't wear like soft contacts. Like it, they do work. <laughs> soft contacts do work. But he goes out there, he takes the, his glasses off, he mounts mm -hmm. the doyo, he fights with some sense and understanding of the ring. But he says he can't even really see the the people in the crowd, which yeah. alleviates his anxiousness and yeah. nervousness yeah. by not being up. So that is astoundingly bad vision yes. if you cannot see those crowds around you, yeah. right? But that suggests to me that he can't see vision. I mean, <laughs> duh, suggest to me that he can't see distance. Maybe. So. It might. So he might be okay wrestling then. Maybe. He just can't see distance. Maybe. Or but, if the person know, coming at you is a blur, maybe it's not so scary. Well, right. Who was the big uh, Yokozuna of years ago who had one eye that was functioning and the other one was completely blind? Mm -hmm. It was like Futabayama, like a legendary, yeah. I can't remember who it was. It was a legendary Yokozuna. Yeah. And he fought all those years, never telling anyone he had no vision in one eye. Yeah. He had just learned his body, this is how I fight. It was his normal. 
you know, or it became his normal. Yeah. So that may be Nishikigi's way. He's just figured out how to make it work with yeah, his remember, low vision. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story. I do want to tell you, though, as much as we love Nishikigi, I hope he's healthy. I hope he's he's back and he wins a tournament. I would love nothing more than that. And a lot of the guys really say he is so incredibly strong. His, he's improved his sumo wrestling. And um, I think it's his coach who said he basically started learning how to do sumo at 31 or 32. He's 33. I think it's like a backhanded compliment. But, oh, yeah. But saying like it's taken him that long to really learn how to do some sumo but now that he's here he knows he's really really good or maybe he's saying it took him that long to develop his own style right 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 he's been learning from others perfecting all these different techniques and it's not until he turned 31 that he was able to put it together in his own individual unique way that could surprise his opponents every time right maybe right okay I want to tell you about a guy who's even slower. (laughs) Okay. He holds the second slowest rise up to Sanyaku. Koto Inazuma Yoshihiro. And he was a wrestler who became a komusubi after, what is it, nine years? He was a late bloomer. What years are we talking about here? He... Was born in 62, so he's 61 years old now. Okay. He was at a Sadagatake stable. He made his debut in 1978. He retired in 1999. That was a 21-year career. Yeah, so longevity for this guy in general. Okay. His his first uh, appearance was, I guess, in 78, March of 78. And it took him... Till November 87, 97 to reach Makauchi. Nine years. Wow. To reach Makauchi. Did you say 97? Eight, 87. 87. Okay. 87. I was going to say, if he reached it at, 90, <laughs> at 97 and then retired at 99, like he got to the top and then was like, I'm done. I'm done. I have nothing else to do. Well, this guy has some real funny things that okay. he did that I... Truly love, okay. because it shows his can-do spirit. Which is really what sumo is all about. Yeah. He also is recorded as a, one of the a couple of guys who has had a 7-0 and record and then immediately following it up with a 0-7. <laughs> See, that I get. I totally get that. Like, you think you're doing so well. Oh, and then yeah. it all falls apart. He earned, finally, after 100 tournaments, he got a special prize, an outstanding performance Award in, in 94. After 100 tournaments? After 100. This is very similar to Nishikigi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His, uh, so Nishikigi was 103. Yeah. It took him 106 tournaments to get up to Sanyaku. <laughs> remarkably to close. Komusubi. Okay. Um, and that was his only tournament in Sanyaku. <laughs> so I just oh, identify with this guy yeah. on so many levels. And he had a losing record in that tournament of six and nine. Oh. But he did beat a Yokozuna. Oh, he did? He did have his first and only win over Takanahana. Was this guy's eyesight poor as well? No. He joined the Azutsu stable at 14 years old. Okay. So this guy, 
spent three, about three years in the very lower. And then once he got to Makushita in 81, he stayed in Makushita for like four or five years and then Jirio for four years or whatever. Then he was a Maigashira for a really, really long time. He oh, did. He, was. he bumped down. But from 88, he made his debut, I guess, in 87. And then he stayed there. And he was Maigashira 9, Maigashira 3. He was all over the place. Okay. Mid-ranks, you know, like a real veteran player. Yeah. But he had one or two like little bumps down to Jurio when he was when he had injury, but he hung in there, kind of like Okinoumi or somebody who's like just a mid ranker who's been there for a really long time. Okay, but he hovered towards the top as well. And then after he dropped out of the rank of Maigashira in '98, he went back down to Jurio for four tournaments and then retired in okay. Jurio. The best part about what he did is that he kept changing his. Shikona. And he also holds a record for having the most Shikona changes. Well, that makes sense. I mean, if you want to get higher in the ranks, you change your name. If you have bad luck. So guess how many? Seven. More. Fourteen. No. Nine. Nine different names? Oh, those poor announcers. Can you imagine? What's his name? He'd this do week? like a couple of tournaments and be like, uh, Kaiban Dake is not working. Um, let's try Hoshikabuto. Oh. Mm, nope. Let's go really different. Satsuma Fuja. <gasps> nope. I'm going to go Hoshi Satsuma. A little bit of the. Nope. I like Oi Wato. No. Let's go back <sighs> Hoshi Wato. I like that. I'm going to riff on that. And then I'm going to get rid of the Owato and then go back to Hoshi Kabuto. And again, he finally found himself back at Hoshi Wato again. Oh, my Lord. That is a record. That's an official record. He holds the most so changed he, names. He, oh, my God. So not only is he one of the slowest risers, <laughs> he is top of the list for yes. name change. So he's a slow riser and he's way out in front, too. Yes. <gasps> yeah. So that means Nishkigi somehow is way out in front in something. We just have I to think. figure out what it is. Yeah. It might be best sumo with worst eyesight or something. It might. I, I don't know. I don't know. But... He, um, as a coach, he also was subpar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How? Well, he had a record of basically 50-50, you know? And if you look at his in 552 wins in his career and 549 losses. Okay. I mean, that's pretty amazingly 50-50. But he became a uh, Oyakata, I think, at Michinoku. Okay. Um, and he actually... He oversaw promotion of two wrestlers. Now, they were foreign guys from, like, Argentina. Okay. And he brought them up to Jurio. But that's, like, the most success. But there's kind of, like, this sad story. What said when he was running a, a stable, they didn't have, like, many finances. They didn't have, like, enough money. It said that his wrestlers, he couldn't afford to feed them chanconabe. Oh, so geez. he would send them to McDonald's. Oh. And they would eat McDonald's. Was Ura in a stable? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man. But he uh, he finally, I think, left officially, I think. I don't know. Maybe he's around. But he runs a, a restaurant. I think he left sumo. Because another, Ozeki Kirishima, I think, ran him out of the business. And then he left officially. Because oh. he was like, I'm not that great of a coach. <laughs> 
Um, or I'm good enough, but I maybe he's not good on the publicity and all the other stuff you got to do. Yeah, maybe his heart wasn't into it. Maybe. He'd or, been in it for a really, really long time. Maybe he was sick of guys being like, dude, you're a slow riser. You're not very good. I know people probably gave him a whole bunch of crap for like I'm sure taking his path, you know? Yeah. Guys don't always get tons of respect that have been in the game for a really long time. Yeah. They get discredited because they're not fiery. They're not straight out of the gate. They don't have maybe natural gifts like some of these young guys like Hakaho does or 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 whatever that is. I mean if they're talking negatively about Kota Nawaka and they talk uh, no, negatively about everybody. You. And I mean, all those guys that are at the top right now, if they're saying they're not performing at their highest, imagine what they would be saying to someone like that. Right. If anything at all. Right. Right. So it can be brutal, but yeah. especially in those years, too. I watched a little bit. One of our listeners sent us like an old video of um, uh, Takamiyama back in the 70s. And mm. it shows like this terrible sort of abuse in the system and like hazing mm. and the stuff I hate watching. And you just make it makes you think about guys who were in it for this long, yeah. but in it when those standards of abuse were just prevalent and you know just across the sport you know that was it so not only is a tough guy but like for 21 years to be in that to be in that and for so many of them the first 10 or something just 10 years non-paying somebody's sukebito somebody's making chanko nabe all day long just that is a grind but in the in the post career, I would bet that that guy has staying power. You cannot get anything past that guy. He's like, I can handle anything. No, that's true. And that would be if Nishkigi won this Basho, it truly would be a Cinderella story, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be. Because he spent just as many years working his way up, making Chanko for others. Yeah. I wonder if I saw him fight. Oh, he was fighting when you were there? He retired in 99, and I watched Sumo in 98. I saw the tournament in 98. Well, look at look at his webpage and see what he did that year in 1998, if he was still in Makauchi, and then you will know, huh? Yeah, it was May. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was Makauchi. You saw him then? I saw him. Magashira 14. I did. And he had a winning record. Oh my gosh, he did well when you were there. Yes. I love it. There's one guy who will be unnamed. We have no idea what his name is. I'm sure somebody will write in and be like, this is the guy you're looking for, who has the absolute slowest rise up to Sanyaku. And, but it's um, probably like so close. Like it just took him 107 tournaments to get hope. there. Let's hope. If it's like 150, I'll be like, whoa, that is incredible. But that's my my little special on our slow risers of sumo. Not I, to be discredited, not to be discounted. They are just as strong. And I'd say mentally they've got to be even tougher than the, the guys at the top. Agreed. They got there faster. Agreed. Here's to the slow, the slow ones. <laughs> the slow to learn ones. <laughs> All right. I think that's perfect. That's it. So Reminder, get your bingo cards. We have like over a thousand people that we let know that we've got bingo cards. So get on, 
getting a card. Yeah, and enjoy the Basho, y'all, because it starts this week. I'll be watching right along with you. I can't wait to see how everybody does. There's a lot of injuries people are working around, but there's also a lot of excitement to watch. Do you want to pick a winner? Oh, I'm going to go with... um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kirishima. Okay, there it is. Leslie's prediction. That's my prediction. Is Kirishima. Well, if Kirishima wins, we'll have to do something nice for Leslie. <laughs> Who are you picking? Oh, I actually have to pick? Well, yeah. <laughs> we got to pick our pony. <laughs> um, As much as I would really kind of like for it to be Hoshoryu, yeah. I'd love for him to get two in a row. I really would. Yeah. It would be very exciting. Um, I might, I might pick Asanoyama. Oh. Although, no, I'm going to have to take that back because he's dealing with injury as well. Not too bad. Just the big toe. And he's like, I'm not stopping. This train ain't stopping for nobody. Oh, really? So it's not bothering him. It's bothering him, but, but not the drive is there. Okay. Wait, let's talk about how much injuries are bothering people. Tara Nafuji, <laughs> bothered by an injury. Bothered. Yes. Okay. Kurishimiya, no. He seems to be okay. Yeah. Okay. Ish. And Ta- Daesho, well, ribs. Takakesho. Takakesho. Dealing with injuries. We haven't seen him practice. We haven't heard about him practice. I think he was practicing. He was at the was he, he was at the Soken. Yeah. I think he's going to give it his all, but he's dealing with injuries still. Yeah. Hoshoryu. He's fine. No injuries that I know he's of. He's fine. Daesho, rib. Rib. He has not hardly right? practiced. Wakamoto Haru, some injury. We're not quite sure. Yeah. He has said, he's mentioned something about back pain right. that he's dealing with. So, I don't know. Kojinawaka? Okay, he's Knee healthy. injury. Oh, I thought he was okay. He's been doing well, but he, is this his first time at Sekiwake? I don't know. He's okay. a maybe. Nishikigi? Injured. Tobizaru? This could be a weird I just, one. Where I can't imagine I can't him winning. imagine it either. I just can't but imagine stranger, the flying monkey. We've all witnessed Tokushoryu winning, so. I know. I still can't imagine to- Tobizaru winning. <laughs> no matter how, how <laughs> maybe it is. M1's Hokuto Fuji? Yeah. I kind of feel like Hokuto Fuji has a possibility, but I think, again, Shona Naomi, Gonoyama, I think, especially Shona Naomi, I think they're going to continue to make a splash. That would be exciting if an M5 took it. Yeah. I mean, they jumped, they're sharing M5 this they time. They jumped huge. Yeah, they did. Know? So I feel like they'll be ready to play. We could, I don't think they're going to take it, but I just think they're going to have a good showing. And then if we go towards the bottom of the list, uh, maybe, maybe this is Atami Fuji's Basho. I, I would, would love nothing that. more than Atami Fuji yes. getting the Basho. By win. the way, did you know that his sister is a sumo wrestler? Mm hmm. And she's just as adorable. Yeah. That and same like adorable. really saucy. Yeah. Saucy and sassy. Yeah. She's super supportive and yeah. Big I fan. I would love it. Okay. Uh, no, I th- I'm going to stick with Asano Yama then. We'll see how he does. All right. Asano Yama. So there's our predictions. We'll see what really happens. And uh, talk at you next week, y'all. All right. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Bye. Bye. I have been trying to find our episode with Nishikigi, and I cannot find it, but I know we've done it because I can remember, I can remember the photo of him that he drew of his wife, 
And I can remember reporting on that. Right. The fact that he stood in front of reporters and was like, this is my wife. She doesn't want to be famous. So I drew you a picture of her. Oh, and that is what right. made me fall in love with him. Yeah. And, and he's not the best artist. No, not at all. He's that also what... a slow riser when it comes to <laughs> art. art. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot find the episode. 